Hey guys, welcome to Apologetics Discipleship. I'm Ben Mitten. And I am Casey Finn. And today we wanted to address a question that comes up uh, pretty regularly, I think, Casey, on either the internet or, you know, just in normal conversation. I actually had someone ask me this not long ago. Really? Yeah, and... um, and they, for them, it was the number one objection. No way. Yeah. Are you the number one obje- objection to uh, theism. And it's the question who created God? Who created God? And so, you know, I think just speaking, and this, this may be from some ignorance here, but I think it's a question that everyone asks themselves, at least, like, well, you know, if if I came from somewhere, and then you know, you know, the universe came from somewhere, then then maybe that same principle applies to God. You well, know? I think our universal experience is that things cause other things. Yeah. And so, when we think about God, and you know, we read in the Bible about how God created everything, and um, I think it just sort of is our natural question. Because everything we see is caused by something. Yeah. And yeah. if that's the case, then sort of the natural response mm-hmm. is, well, then, mm-hmm. you know, well, what about God? Because he, yeah. he seems to be the only thing yeah. that doesn't have some sort of origin. Mm-hmm. And so what, what do we think is the problem with thinking about uh, God in that way or even asking that question? And... And I think, you know, whenever you and I were thinking about this, uh, Casey, we we ended up coming to the conclusion that anyone who asks that question, I think, really isn't doing justice to the term God right. as used in the historical Christian uh, position. Right. And, and so... Um, Normally, what do people? Uh, well, maybe maybe I shouldn't say normally, but what has the historic Christian tradition said about the nature of God? Well, and and I, I don't even think it's just Christian. I think we could broaden it out. Okay. Because right, yeah. Jews would agree. I think yes. probably Muslims would agree, and even deists yeah. would agree. Yeah. Um, I think any theist of any kind mm-hmm. would agree with there's a really base definition of God, mm-hmm. right? Um, that I, I think would probably go back, you know, into the Greeks. Uh, the mm-hmm. Greek philosophers would have, would have agreed with this God, or yeah. this, this kind of a definition of who God is. Um, and, and it would include this idea of God being uh, uncreated. Yeah. Across yeah. the board. Yeah. So there's, I've got a book here called Philosophy of Religion um, by Stephen Evans and Zachary Manus. And they actually give, uh, they lay out some of the base attributes of God okay. that are believed by theists in general. Yeah. Christians in particular, but theists in general. This is the way they define God. God is an eternal, self-existent spirit, unchangeable, at least in his basic character and purposes, who exists necessarily. He is a personal being who is omnipotent, omniscient and morally perfect he is the creator of all things other than himself and he is omnipresent in his creation though without a body so mm-hmm. this is sort of a very generic yes basic definition of god yeah and as we've talked about before mm-hmm. and I, you've probably talked about it on the podcast before um you can get all, pretty much all of those attributes without uh, appealing to the bible 
yes. at all, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and that's what we'll discuss here here in a minute here in a minute about uh, natural theology. I think that I wanted to sort of give the I guess cash this question out. Okay, if that's what. Uh, Christians and Jews and uh, Muslims have always meant when they were they say that God created all things. Right. Um, and someone says, "Well, who created God?" Then what is a similar uh, question that we could use in that way? And and I come up with my best shot here. And Let's so, hear it. Okay, so I think that it's similar to asking. Who is the bachelor married to? Right. And I think everybody would sort of think, well, that's that that question doesn't make sense. Right. And, and the reason that the question doesn't make sense is because whenever you attribute to the word bachelor the traditional definition of what it means to be a bachelor, that person is unwed to someone else. Right. And the the traditional uh, definition to what it means to be married, you, you interrupt with a contradiction in terms. And so basically, the uh, skeptic, or whoever's asking the question, maybe it's the curious question, Christian, is saying, who created the uncreated being? Right. So, and, so, so it seems to me like um, there is an element of ignorance of terms going on. Yeah. Because you could imagine if somebody who was just learning English yes. had come, you know, came to the United States or any English-speaking country, and they were learning new words, mm-hmm. and they learned this word bachelor, but yeah. they didn't get the full definition. Yeah. And they were to ask the question, "Who? well, who's the bachelor? You know, you're talking, and they ask, mm-hmm. who's the bachelor married to? For them, they just don't have a complete understanding of what a bachelor is. Yes. And as a result, their, their question is honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it's because they don't understand the yes. what a bachelor is, and I think the same could be said for when someone says, "Well, who created God, or yeah. where did God come from?" Yeah, is they don't have an understanding of what we mean by God, of the definition of God, and as a result, they, they mean the question honestly. I think there are a lot of people who mean the question honestly. Yes, but the problem is they don't really understand the terms. Yeah, and and then there's the other person who asked the question. Correct. The, the person who really isn't expecting an answer to right. the question, uh, nor are they really asking for clarification to their question. Right. Uh, what they want to do is really um, ask the question to the believer or the theist that um, is meant to trip them up, yeah. really meant to make them doubt the fundamental position of their faith, right. and um, and this this is this is I guess wrongheaded in a, in a couple of ways. Is one, it doesn't really get around what we just talked about, where you're just you're just uh, um, not understanding what the believer really believes in. Right. Uh, and two is that questions are not arguments. Right. Uh, questions don't give a person a free pass from really doing the legwork and making an argument. If you want to make a theist doubt the existence of God, then you need to give reasons why such a being could not in principle exist or why it's doubtful or right, probable. Right, right. And, and a simple question doesn't accomplish that. And so uh, it's really the lazy way out. 
And, uh, and what you just said last time I think is really important is that the arguments given from natural theology lead us. It isn't that we're just making stuff up. Right. And we're not changing the definition based on somebody comes and they bring an objection. Yeah. And so I real quick retweak yeah. my definition to overcome their objection. Yeah. Right. That's not what we're doing as Christians saying, well, yeah. you know, somebody comes and says, well, who created God? And now I've got to go back and redefine God. Yeah. So that he's uncreated. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't add the word uncreated because somebody claimed yeah. that, you know, that God, who created God? They didn't ask that question. This question itself is an unproductive question. What I mean by that is that the skeptic who, who posits such a question, who created God, really isn't expecting the answer that we just gave. Yeah. Neither do they want it or are interested in hearing it. Uh, and, I, and I think that it, it may be bothersome to some theist, and I think that this can come across to skeptics as, oh, it bothers you? Ha ha, that's why I know I got you. Right. Uh, you just can't answer the question, and that's why you're bothered by it. But the truth is, that's not what is, that's, that's, that's not the feeling at all. And I think, uh, Casey, what would you say is a question that a theist could ask a, a skeptic that would be similar to this? Right. So, I think that the best example that I've heard from Christians used towards atheists in particular. Yes, yes. Um, when atheists advocate for evolution. And, and I'll be honest with you, I think there are a lot of things that Christians say about evolution that shows they don't really understand it. Yeah. And sort of, they're, they're making the same sort of arguments that the, the skeptic makes towards Christians when he asks, well, you know, then who created God? Yeah. And to me, a great example is when the Christian says, well, if evolution is true... Yeah then why are there still people? Or why are there still monkeys? Yeah. If, if humans evolve from monkeys, then why are there still monkeys? Yeah. What that shows is a misunderstanding yeah. of what, what um, yeah. people who believe evolution, what evolution is, yeah. of what monkeys are, yeah. <laughs> of what, um, and of how humans came yeah. to be, yeah. um, at least through that, through that uh, ideology. Yeah. Um, because evolution does not teach that you had modern-day monkeys yes. that, that slowly evolved into human beings, yeah. and then some of them just got left behind and are still monkeys. Yeah. That's not what the theory of evolution right. teaches. Right. And so to ask that question shows an ignorance of mm-hmm. what the theory teaches, and it makes you look stupid. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that if, you know, if a theist or any person really ask a, uh, a person who you know, promotes uh, Darwinian evolution. Right. Uh, if, if, if they get asked that and they just get angry and flustered, what would they think if the theist walked away and thought, ha ha, got him. Yeah. You know, yeah, he yeah, couldn't yeah. answer my objection. And, right. and that would just make them think, no, that's, you just, you just ask a stupid question. <laughs> right. You know, and you don't understand. Yeah. You've totally mis- misunderstood common ancestry. Right. And you don't know what you're talking about. And so, just know that if you ask that question, uh, be genuine about it. I guess is my is my thought. And if you if you're really not expecting an answer or don't want an answer, if it's just to upset the apple cart, right? Don't ask it. Yeah. You know, uh, especially not to to someone who knows what they're talking about, and you know, you know, they know what they're talking about. So um, that's. That's the uh, the idea. That's the answer to who created God is no one. Because uh, by definition, yeah, 
he is yeah. uncreated. And and that's interesting because what if you know the 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 uh, evolutionists uh, said. Well, you don't understand evolution. That's not how com- how common ancestry is defined. Right. And the theist turned out and said, "Oh, you're just defining it into existence. <laughs> you know, right. you're just defining it any way you want, so it makes sense of the evidence." <laughs> right. No, that's right. not why they believe that. At least that's what I think we should give them the credit. Absolutely. That they haven't just redefined evolution to fit whatever they want. Right. Uh, they've actually made a prediction and are and have found evidence supporting that prediction. Right. Or, you know, or some other test similar yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, why not give the same credit to the philosophical uh, theologian or the natural uh, theologian that they haven't just, you know, willy-nilly stuck on some really cool attributes to God. Right, right, right. (laughs) Just to get around (laughs) the problem. Yeah. I think that, to me, the thing we really have to wrestle with is this whole question of um, that everything that begins to, or that everything that uh, begins to exist has a cause. Yeah. And um, if the universe began to exist, which now not only ph- philosophically do we believe this, but scientific, yeah. if scientifically we believe this, yeah. um, then the question is, how did it come into being? Yeah. What what yeah. response might what response to the skeptics? Because let's say there's a skeptic and you're talking about God, and they say, mm-hmm. well, who created God? And you say, well, well, I don't know. I don't know who created God. <laughs> you tell me, how did the universe came into being? Yeah. How is the skeptic going to respond? Where, where there, did... There's two ways that I think that they would go. Uh, one, and this is old and dead now, they would use. They used to say, well, the universe has always existed. Right. You know, it's just always existed. And uh, anymore, that's just bankrupt. Uh, the other one would be uh, that there is a, a super secret multiverse out there <laughs> that uh, that we have not uh, had a single observance of evidence uh, in favor of I mean some people may you know uh, post me to uh, a website or something like that but really there's been no observable evidence of it but it's just positive I think for a couple of reasons uh, one is to explain the fine-tuning of our universe, right? You know, we don't know how uh, all these uh, constants and quantities are exactly the way they need to be to support life, and I don't mean human life; I mean life at all, right? You know, and uh, and perhaps to explain uh, the expansion of the universe or the universe having a beginning, yeah. um, but this is this is just to uh, explain away issues, right? You know. And you could almost say that it was just defined into existence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, and it's not around there, you know, by arguments. Right. Uh, you know, because this still doesn't get us out of the idea of a... Well, that's what I was going to ask. Okay, so so let's say you have a... Let's give them a multiverse. Yeah. Um as long as one of the multiverses, I get to be Spider-Man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. One of the universes in the multiverse. Yeah. Um, let's give them the multiverse. Um, is there is there an impossibility of the of the multiverse? I mean, does the multiverse get us out of the problem of the universe having a, a beginning? Not uh, not really, no. Uh, so even the uh, the the borg guth uh theorem of the universe based on arguments uh, given from them we still 
have to deal with a beginning, a cosmic beginning. Uh, and so whenever the Kalam cosmological argument uses the word universe, mm-hmm. that would include a multiverse as well. And so you still deal with it. And I think even, you know, I'm not as familiar with the, the, the scientific arguments uh, as someone like Craig or, um, or someone like that. I, I'm more familiar with the philosophical arguments. And for me, it's, it's just impossible uh, to have an actual infinite number of events, and the multiverse would fall in that. Yeah. Uh, um, and so I still don't think it gets out of the problem. So if we're looking at it from an Occam's razor standpoint mm-hmm. of what is the simplest explanation, mm-hmm. um, do you feel like that, that God meets that requirement? I do. I think that God is the simplest explanation, and I don't think that that... Um, needs to be confused with the thoughts of God. I think some people think that, well, God's not simple. I mean, right. but when when theologians say that God is simple, we are talking about the essence or the nature of God. And so God himself is a spirit. Um, now, if you want to talk about the thoughts of God, those are very complex, but that is different than talking about what God the, the, is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so those are my thoughts on on that. I, I think that positing God as an explanation of all things uh, is is simply the best explanation. But that's a different argument. Right. That's the Leibnizian cosmological argument. But I think that uh, looking at it from just a simple cause of the universe or the multiverse, whatever, um, God is the best explanation. And and given that, then God Himself. Uh, must be uncreated. He must be infinite. And so uh, that's that's that case. You got any thoughts about that question anymore? No, I mean, I think that pretty much covers it to me. To me, there's two. Uh, not only do you have, uh, you know, all of the natural theology pointing to this idea of yeah. God um, being a creator. Um, you have the testimony of Scripture. Um, everything just sort of converges. Yeah. And I really do think it comes back to a misunderstanding of what we mean by God whenever mm-hmm. somebody asks this. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest point. I think regardless of of what uh, arguments in for or against someone has, to just ignore what they mean when they use certain words doesn't help anyone. Right. So, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. All right, well, uh, thanks for joining us on this episode of Apologetics Discipleship. Uh, I hope that it's been beneficial for you, and we will see you next time.